Welcome to the dumbest smart guy podcast on the planet. This is the Central Unintelligence Podcast. No, no, you can't. I don't remember any lines from that. Those, what? <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Anyways, your uh, microphone's backwards, by the way. Oh, all right. Anyways, all right, here we are. As you can tell, we've been rolling and we're good. And it's uh, fucking the CUP Central Unintelligence Pie. I forgot which fucking one we were doing right now. It's the Central Unintelligence Podcast, episode number fourteen. Hot diggity damn. Hey, fuck your fuck face. You already had one. Give me that back. Jesus fucking Christ. This is the thievery fucking podcast brought to you by Frank. Anyways, I'm Josh. I'm one of your hopes. Host. Ginger. We have CUP oh, tall yeah. and uh, CUP curly. Uh, you're going to be CUP fucking lazy by phoning it in this episode. So yeah, that's true. CUP fucking shitbag over here. Uh, yeah, we're also with Adam, otherwise known as CUP fucking curly or whatever. And then uh, here with Frank. What's that? Do you not know the Three Stooges? No, I'm talking about his hair. We're going. We we came up with this this idea to call each other by our stereotypes. So I would be ginger, he would be curly or hair, whatever. <laughs> you're CUP tall. Yeah, you're tall. You know, like in animes, they have tall guy or the tall I, one. I said we should just get racist with it and just do the racist stereotype. So you know. No, I think no. we just. Why? That'd be funny. No. We canceled. First of all, we're just doing descriptors. If we got canceled, that would mean that we have made it. Descriptors. Descriptors. And then just, just, yeah, well, then that's how you know for sure that you made it. I mean, oh. they call me, you could call me CUP Icarus because I'm going to fly too close to the, close to the sun. Icarus. And my fucking wings will oh, melt. CUP Grand Torino. All right. I asked Josh this question. I'm going to ask it to you. All right. So Team Four Star has a joke in one of their movies. Okay. Where, um, because one of the dragons called Icarus. So he's flying the dragon and then the guys caught him. And he makes the joke saying, oh, look, we found Diddy. Where's Donkey? You know, because they're monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaiser was talking, Kaiser Neck was talking about how he had, the joke he preferred was, where he goes, Oh, 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 looks like someone flew too close to the sun. Because it's Icarus. Which one is the better joke? <coughs> I'm thinking about it. Hard to say. I think it, I think the Icarus joke is probably the one that leads. That's the one I like to. Josh was was Diddy. Yeah, well, I think that the <clears throat> for the context of what they were doing it in, I feel like that one was that was the better joke. I don't know. I like the smart joke. Listen, I like smart jokes too. I'm and I'm not saying it's a bad joke. I think it's still a good joke. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I was a question I wanted to ask him. Hmm. Anyways, all right. So, in case you forgot, which we obviously forgot what the fuck we were doing here, this this is the Central Unintelligence Podcast. And this week, as we say, the precursor to every episode, before I forget, called the Central Unintelligence Podcast, right? So we're dumb. We're idiots. Don't fucking take anything that we're saying as being legit or anything other than for entertainment purposes only. That's right, CUP Ginger. And if we are, in fact, correct for whatever reason in any way, we will rightfully claim that shit. That's broken, true. A broken clock is right twice a day. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, CUP Tall and CUP Curly for uh, adding that in there in the in the peanut gallery comment. Um, so, yeah. So don't don't take what we say. Do your own fucking research. That's 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 the crux of what I'm trying to say is do your own fucking D-Y-O-R. <laughs> yeah. Dior. Do your own research. Fuck off. OK. And then, yeah, if we're right, I will fucking say, yeah, we called it. We were right. Good. Go fuck yourselves. We're, we know what we're talking about, <laughs> but don't listen to us. Anyways, so 
obviously the last several weeks have been going this fucking Israel and fucking Palestine stuff. So that's still happening. That's still going on. I, I kind of want to talk about something else for a change. So we're going to let that sit. So there, there will be no updates for that. Maybe unless something happens right now. Sure, unless something happens as we're sitting here, <laughs> unless the nuke goes off in the backyard, I, I don't. Well, we will be dead, so I guess it won't matter. But if something happens as we're sitting here, sure, we'll, we'll talk about it. But that's unlikely, I, I suppose, at this point. So <clears throat> a cup. We had a couple of of topics uh, lined up or whatever. So Frank, you had uh, mentioned talking about um, the the recruitment videos that uh, what's his name. Uh, the guy from YouTube that I was talking about the the new the new what are they the new uh, recruitment videos from the, the the various branches. So what what about about him? What did you have to say about those? Because he's been doing it for a while now. Uh huh. And he's done the Marine Corps. He's done Coast Guard. He's done Navy. He's done Army because he's from the Army. Mm-hmm. And they've been bad. Yeah, what do you mean bad? It's all PC. It's all like it's basically wokeism. Yeah, okay. all of them except for maybe the Marine Corps. But the Marine Corps doesn't really show that much either. Yeah. And then he did one recently for the Air Force. Uh huh. And is it kind of sad that the Chair Force had the best one? I had a lot of them. Well, what was the one? What was theirs? It was, uh, it was again, to be fair. Mm-hmm. The other branches, he just did the regular ones. For the okay. Air Force, this one was um, their Special Forces. Okay. Which is TCAP, I think. Combat right. Controllers and yeah. PJs. Okay. All of which are fucking elite. Yeah, pretty high, pretty, pretty high up there in the tier level. Um, other than the PJs, I think they're all tier, they're tier one. And I think the PJs aren't tier one because they're always attached to the Rangers. I don't but know. If, I don't they know. go Air- out with the, they go out with seals. They go out with the green berets. I mean, they fucking real good. <laughs> <laughs> but he's watching these videos and dude, what's up? Nothing. I'm glad I'm googling. I think you're pointing at something. No. Oh, you were just doing that. My finger points again. <laughs> no. My no. finger points. <laughs> All right. So. I was just googling. Neither of those things are tier one. Neither one? Yeah, I figured that they weren't. It's the sp- to the twenty fourth Special Tactics Squadron is what which is, is a, Air Force a confirmation of them, right? Uh, it's like what is this? It's a federal. But keep going. I- I'm reading, so keep going. Well, I need you to pay attention. I am paying attention. I'm doing both. Uh, I, it's Kara. Need- well, wait a minute. It was weird because the PGs are attached to, not attached. They're the ones that usually get re- that response to SEALs and the Green Berets when they need help. Yeah, that's true. I don't actually think that this 24th is the Special Forces element for the U.S. Air Force. So just being a PJ or just being a, 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 a what is it, the ATAC or whatever they're called, the Combat Air Controllers, that's not in itself just being a tier one. You have to be selected into this 24th special yeah, yeah, tactics like squadron. Being a Navy SEAL isn't tier one, but being yeah, a SEAL you gotta team be a dev group, that's the Sa- tier one. SEAL yeah. team sits. Right. So that's the difference. Yeah. So yes, those guys are in, but you have to be in this 24th special tactics squadron to be considered tier, tier, tier one. one yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Which they just take from everybody. Basically, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what they do. Um but anyway. So in this one he was doing the thing and like Literally off the bat, this motherfucker, he's this motherfucker's extra if you ever watch his videos. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And um so the first one was the uh what are they called? The T caps, the guys that call in the, the It's strikes. like the combat air controllers or whatever. No, no, those are something different. T cap or uh oh yeah, it might be tactical air combat air controllers. T cap. Because there's combat oh, controllers. It's the TAC P. Yeah, TAC P. It's the what does that stand for? Oh no, wait a minute. Wait, what? Oh yeah, tactical air control party specialist. That's yeah. what that's what it, that's what it means. The TAC P. Yeah, because combat controllers is the other one. Yeah. Um, so these guys are the ones that get attached to like army and marine. Everybody, they get attached yeah. to everybody because they're the ones that call in the war the warhogs. <laughs> yeah, the A one the A ten warhogs, 
C-130s. They call in the bomb strikes and all that stuff. So they're always attached to these guys. And, like, literally the video is showing them, hey, there's a bunch of bad guys over there. Pulls up the antenna. And you literally see a bunch of fucking people die, which hasn't been shown in fucking recruitment videos in forever. Yeah, that's cool. You just see, poof. And, like, people, oh, yeah, they fear the T-Cat because, yeah, in Afghanistan, you're going to fear the fucking planes. Yeah, true. And, um... And so the next one was the combat controllers. Now, these are the ones that, these are the guys that go out in the middle of the night and stuff like that and uh, take out uh, uh, the people and stuff and make uh, airbase, basically, an uh, airstrip. Yeah, yeah. And that video, again, it shows them being like, looking around. Like, literally just fucking sniping the shit out of people and just clearing out an airfield. And again, and it's showing them like, oh, enemy hostiles. Go get them. And then just jump out of a fucking airplane and go get them. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, and then the PJs, which I know Josh already knows I talk about them a lot because they're fucking cool as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just making sure it was recording off of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, these guys fucking um, what you call it? The fat electrician said it best. They're the 911 for the baddest men on the earth. Yeah, true. For like the Navy SEALs, Green Berets, Delta Force. These guys are the ones that usually answer that call too. And these guys are like, and literally the whole commercial is talking about how they get into that shit. They're fucking jaws of lightning people out of fucking helicopters while yeah. being shot at by fucking enemy forces and shit. And again, they're a model so that others may live. Yeah. And I just think, again, he says these were the, he said Air Force wanted. They had the best commercials. Yeah. Well, and I think it's funny because what are they, all the other branches called the Air Force? The Chair Force. Yeah, that's true. But. And- to that credit, though, I think, uh, again, the fat electrician said it best. He goes, they're the chair force because they're death receptionists. They will, they will schedule you a, an appointment with the deity of your choice from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think kind of the reason why they do that, at least now, is, all right, let's look at the modern, the young people that they're recruiting, right, or mm-hmm. the younger generation. They're all fucking into Call of Duty. They're all into fucking all that shit, right? Everybody thinks that that's what the military is like. Now, there's this guy called Narrator. Uh-huh. He's another YouTuber I like. I showed you some of his videos. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was talking about how he got tricked into joining the Cap Scouts mm-hmm. because the recruiter told him, hey, you want to do some Batman shit? <laughs> he literally said, I was tricked because he told me I was going to be Batman. <laughs> well, and that's that's the kind of the point I was getting at was in military recruiting, that's what they're supposed to do is trick you into joining. That's mm-hmm. all. That's what it is. Because let's be honest. It fucking mostly sucks when you're in there. And well, that's the whole point. It's like, how much can we make this suck without it being a war crime? Yeah, without it being illegal, you know. <laughs> and nowadays, maybe it's a little different, but with this soft ass well, fucking know, generation that yeah, there is you know, now, you guys are not allowed to like yell anymore. Well, yeah, and then you have these little fucking cards that you can pull out, right? And you can yeah, fucking fat camp now. Oh yeah, they got fat camp. Uh, th- there's all kinds of fucking crazy shit now. I think that the Air Force is doing that because they know, fuck, we got to recruit people. Now, granted, we're going to be recruiting these dickheads that are good at video games. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, those those motherfuckers are not likely to be in the tier one operator unit or in the special forces units at all. However, they are good with a controller and they are good at looking at shit on the screen and controlling it. Right. Well, these are actual special forces. Though. Well, no, but that's that's what I'm saying, though. But the, they're not going to re- they're likely not going to. The percentage of people that they will get off of those ads that actually make it to that level is is like one percent, maybe. It's probably even less than that, right? Well, remember, with the say. P- like again, we're going back to the PJs. <clears throat> they have the highest attrition rate of any branch of the military. Right. right. Well, what, what I'm it? what I'm saying is the people that are going to see this commercial, right? That it's going to get them to join. It's they're, they're they're targeting the kid who likes Call of Duty, right? Thinking that this kid is going to get to go do some Call of Duty shit, and then when he gets in and they go through his fucking testing and realize well okay he's he's kind of he's good at video games well what does the air force also do they pilot drones that's like one of their main functions now they're they're i think they're converting to more drone pilots than they are actual aircraft pilots you know what i'm saying so if you're going to cater to that crowd and try to attract them into joining your branch the, the crowd that likes call of duty you're not going to put up a fucking drone video or you're not going to put up a fucking whatever video. You're going to put up these guys going in and doing Call of Duty shit. So then that kid goes, oh, man, 
that looks fucking cool. I want to do that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the Air Force recruiter. And hey. then the Air Force recruiter looks at him and goes, "Hey man, you want to do some Call of Duty shit? Hey man, goes, hey, man. you want to be Batman? Yeah. Hey man, you want to get your KD ra- ratio up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to get your KD ratio up in real life? <laughs> Fuck man. Or you could, or it could just be nothing <laughs> if you get wiped out right away. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's what I think that probably that's who they're targeting with those ads, and that's probably why the Air Force ads really fucking good. Because let's be honest, the Air Force has the money. They got the money to make that shit happen. The budgets for the Air Force, I think, and I don't know for sure, but I'm sure if we look at the budgets of the Air Force versus the Army and like the Marine Corps per capita, and that means... There there is a favorite child. Oh, it's definitely the Air Force. And I think it would be per capita, not citizen, but per capita of of person in the branch, what what the budget is. If you break it up into each individual person... It's probably like fucking astronomically higher in the well, Air Force than it is. It's funny because like again, <clears throat> I don't know how truthful this is, but I was looking up how much like because I was looking at like because you know at twenty years that's when you get your retirement benefit, right? So I was like, that's when you can retire, right? Yeah. No, no, you can retire whenever. It's just at yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do twenty years to get the benefits. Yeah. And um, so I was looking at like if you were ten years into twenty years in the PJs or whatever, mm-hmm. like what is the most likely rank you would retire as? Through let's say if you went through the Air Force Academy, okay. So it said the, the highest the highest rank you'll probably achieve in twenty years through special operations would be lieutenant colonel. Yeah, that's that's believable. Yeah. So a lieutenant colonel, the normal Air Force pay is about four thousand dollars a month, four to five thousand dollars a month. All right. That's just being that rank. Yeah. And then your job adds to that. Right. You get the extra shit. Yeah. As a PJ, it's like almost eleven thousand dollars. Yeah. But. I was gonna think that most pe- people don't make it that because either you know, obviously it's high attrition rate. You're gonna right. Die, yeah. Or you're gonna take a, a what they call a service ending. Uh, yeah, you're gonna get injured. Yeah. Because no one's gonna make it 20 years in, the, in a special forces operation that requires you to be jumping out of helicopters and planes for 20 straight years. Yeah. So they're saying that most people, um, I forgot to call it, like Broadway out or something. Where did you get a, like a medical separation, right? Yeah, no, no, it's not a medical separation, but you have to leave the Air Force. Uh-huh. What happens most of the time is you get uh, shifted. Oh. So you'll be doing like 10, 15 years maybe, and then you get a, a service ending, uh, not service ending, but uh, you can't be a PJ anymore. Oh, they'll years. just let you stay in and be like part of the training cadre or something. You, you're doing the training or, hey, you went to the Air Force Academy. Do it developing other shit. Yeah, yeah you know, whatever you went to for your degree, now, now you can... You get out in the air force yeah and then they'll let you do out your remaining years and then you get yeah. the retirement so they're saying yeah so it's unlikely for a lieutenant colonel who's a pj to retire but it was a lieutenant colonel that was a pj for four years and it became a training officer well shit man just look at look at it that way too if if you were if you were in the pjs Again, for let's say i don't 10 know years, how accurate this information yeah is. yeah me doing a 20 minute well, research that and also just common sense of how shit is dictated it, it makes sense that yeah if you're in a small time unit basically a special forces unit the likelihood for promotion within that unit is is probably not high it's probably you know yeah there's there's 200 guys in it okay well there's obviously whoever's in charge of it is probably a, a general uh, one star maybe and then there's a, a you know a, maybe two colonels and then maybe four lieutenant colonels and, and then you know yeah and then everything so those jobs are probably not high so when one of them retires or gets or moves out of that job okay there's one slot and there's maybe 15 guys going for it you know what i'm saying or whatever so if you were to let's say maybe you were a fucking let's say you're a fucking captain and you get you get out of there and you go into like another part of the air force then you're on the promotion track of, oh, shit. Well, now, yeah, maybe the highest I could have got was maybe Lieutenant Colonel, realistically. Maybe more than likely Major would have probably been the really the, the next yeah. highest that you could have oh, achieved. No, Lieutenant Colonel, Colonel, the General. Well, no, but it's Captain, Major, Lieutenant yeah. Colonel. So I'm saying maybe this Captain, the likely yeah, Major is, was more, more likely. Right. Yeah. Major, you, you, you were probably the highest likelihood is, is Major, and that's probably it, right? Let's just say. The most likely. The yeah. High, the, but they're saying by, by the thing I was looking at, it said, like, people have reached yeah. lieutenant colonel. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, like, let's say this captain's like, okay, if I stay in for another 10 years in the PJs. Like, even if you make it, like, 20 years in the PJs, yeah. you're never going to go outside of colonel. Well, yeah, because there's one general, and it ain't going to be you. Yeah. Like, and if you make it a colonel, that's the highest rate you could be in the field. Yeah, that's true. So you can't do operations as a general. Yeah. 
So then you get out and you, or no, you get don't get out of the military, but you get out of that unit and you go to so do something like, else. The guy did me- uh, mechanical engineering in the Air Force. Yeah, Academy. or fuck, let's be honest, he could go do whatever the fuck he That's wants. Like, I'm just saying, like, say he went to college for the mechanical engineering. Yeah, sure. And then joined the Air Force as an officer. Yeah. That's how he was able to get to that. Because in right, this yeah. scenario, you went through college to get the office to come in as an officer. Yeah. God damn, the best move to make if you were like enlisted and then you were in the PJs. And then you fucking say, okay, cool. Like, I basically was a doctor. So now I'm going to fucking use the GI Bill while I'm still in for them to pay me and pay me and then go to medical school. Speaking of something, that was something I was about to tell you. <clears throat> now, uh, one of these guys talking about, like, tact- he was doing videos about how tactics uh, people use. Uh-huh. And, like, for recruiters. And he was talking about how people don't realize that they, they use the tactics for reenlistment. Mm. You know, to get people to stay. Yeah. And the guy's like, hey, Sarge, so I did my four years. I think it's time for me to, you know, to go, yeah. go go to college and do do my stuff. And the guy's like, oh, oh, so like, you know, how about a $60,000 signing bonus? <laughs> like, oh, no, it's okay. Yeah. I'm good. I can, I got to go to college. And I'm, hey, you want to go to college? Tell you what, sign another four years, $60,000, and we'll take you to the Air Force Academy. Wait, what? <laughs> well, shit. I mean, not that he went to the Air Force Academy, but I know no, a guy in who, the video. He was yeah. The Air Force well, no, but like I know a guy who's he's in the army and he was enlisted. He did like I think he did four years and then I think he re up for I think he did eight total. Uh-huh. And then he said, all right, like, I think maybe it's time to get out. And the same thing. They told him basically. West Point? No, they didn't. Well, he didn't go to West Point, but he went to he just went to a local four year college. Well, it was a four year college and he was in an ROTC program yeah. there. And they basically. He got paid his regular enlisted. Well, I don't know what it would, how they Whatever paid him exactly. Point, I think yeah. they got they gave him his regular enlisted pay the whole time yeah. that he was there. They paid for everything, room and board. He had a fucking dorm room mm-hmm. at this college because it wasn't even like local to where he lived. They just sent him to fucking where, there. And then he was basically in like a, a, a reserve unit at the time. And so they basically just said, hey, normally you got to show up one week in a month and you do one week a year. Basically, what we're going to do is when you're in school, you don't have to come ever. So during like September to like May, you don't got to come. But basically, you just show up in the summertime. In June, you you show up in June for one one weekend. You show up in July for a week. You show up in August for one weekend. And that basically makes sure you continue to get paid. And basically... That's what he did. He did it for four years. They gave him whatever that signing bonus to reenlist. And then he signed like an officer contract. So then that meant once he graduated, he got an automatic commission. So then he became a fucking lieutenant or a second lieutenant or whatever. And shit. I mean, that's a fucking sweet deal. Yeah, he had to sign up for another eight years as an officer. But shit, if he already did eight and you're going to do four to go to college. Is that the same thing to do for uh, academies? Whether it be Air Force, West Point, or whatever, you get to set a 10 So, yeah, if you go to those ones, if you go to West Point or one of the military academy proper the ones, ones yeah. the, the, well, West Point, Annapolis, or whatever the Air Force Academy is, I think, I think it's, it's called Air Force Academy. Academy. Yeah, if you go to one of those, I think you have to sign a 10 or 12-year commitment when you go to there. If you just go through, like, an ROTC unit in, like, college, like, regular yeah. college, yeah. I think you have to sign an eight-year deal, I think. Not 100 sure. I know for sure that the ROTC one is an eight-year deal, and it might be the same for the academies, but I feel like they make you do more if you go to one of the academies proper. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you actually don't you also have a pay commission when you're going in as if you come from the main academies? I don't think that makes a difference. I think the only thing that makes a difference on is your promotions. Mm-hmm. Like if you're up for a fucking promotion to when you get to the general ranks, yeah, when you get in competition with other people. When you get higher up, they look at it and say, okay generally they favor if like you're in the army i i guarantee you they favor people who went to west point and graduated from there those guys are are definitely getting a leg up on someone maybe who didn't go Mm -hmm. through there now granted i don't think it's to the point where okay in every situation i don't think it's to the point i'm sure it happens fairly often but i don't think they look at it and go okay this guy has way more qualifications but he didn't go to west point this guy Eh, he's not so great but he went to west point so let's give him the job Mm -hmm. i don't think that happens a lot i'm sure it it happens. happens But I think it's it's mostly probably merit based. So now, if you've got two guys who are equally qualified, and one of them went to West Point, one of them did it, I guarantee you the guy who went to West Point probably gets the job. Mm. So that's probably the deciding factor. Even though it's it's 
negligible to say it does that do really make a difference of people that go to the air force academy mm-hmm. actually join like the special forces i don't think it's high like at the air force academy i don't I, think that I, I, i'm high. talking about the air force in general air force academy because i'm sure with when it comes to like west point and does the marine corps have an academy well it's the naval academy so when you go to the naval academy you get you get a choice when i think you're when you're in your second after you complete your second year what is that sophomore year yeah. like that summer uh between sophomore and junior year i think is when they send you to whatever Branch, officer yeah. candidate school you would go to and so that's when you make your choice as to whether you want to go navy or marine corps and then whatever you choose from there is kind of how your career branch in the in the service academy continues so there's like the naval branch and then there's because obviously with the naval branch you've got several different options you can do as an officer you can be a service warfare officer you can be fucking you know i mean there's all kinds Dude, of fucking if options. i'm going to the navy academy to become an officer my goal is to become a captain of a fucking ship yeah yeah exactly so you would likely go the surface warfare route because that's generally where they pull from as from what i've read in in terms of uh for captain ships of or for captain positions of ships they generally pull from surface warfare officers that's generally like their their bread and butter i guess of who they like to pick mm-hmm. now i mean sure there are exceptions to that and that's anyway, not that's not yeah but anyways what we're saying about the a, like with the percentage like i think more people that go to the navy to the marine corps version of that mm-hmm. and then they in the, in the uh, west point yeah i think there's a more dominant faction of them being able to go into the special forces I don't think the Air Force people who graduate from the Naval Academy go into the special sorry, Air Force Academy. Go into the special I don't think forces. It's a high number of them that go into the special well, forces. I would say I I hundred percent agree with you on that. A because the Air Force doesn't have, I don't think, the same number of opportunities for special forces like at least the army or like the navy has. Because anybody anybody who goes to What's his, the Marine Corps one first recon? It's uh, MARSOC now. It's the Marine Special Operations Command. Wasn't it called First Recon or something? Well, that was what they had as special forces back in like the Vietnam era. Uh-huh. And then recon still stayed a thing as far as I'm aware. But it wasn't. It was kind of like the bastard child. You know what's the fucking weirdest thing? Uh-huh. You know the Army Rangers isn't special forces? Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, regi- I guess you're right. I guess technically it's not. Yeah. It's a regiment. It's not special. But they're treated like one. Yeah. They're like higher than a regular infantryman, yeah. but below special forces, I guess. Yeah. They're just like an advanced trained infantry, maybe, I guess. Probably. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. So, like, um, what's his name? Like, isn't it? I don't know. I just keep going with back to the whole, like, everybody likes to make fun of the Air Force, but. Hey, they special, do some they do badass shit, too. Like, yeah. Their special forces is a. Uh, the combat controllers, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, they're probably not gonna be able to fucking assassinate Saddam Hussein in the middle of Afghan, in the middle of Iraq, but they're gonna clear out the airbase that those guys are gonna use. That's true. And you know, if anybody really should get made fun of, it should be the Space Force. That's really who they well, should be yeah, made fun of. But they're a department of the Air Force, so. Well, I mean, they should be made fun of. Yeah, more than the Coast Guard. I, honestly, the Coast Guard gets way too much fucking uh, grief. I think they do. I think they get more grief than they should because at least the Coast Guard does actual like maritime operations. Like they actually go out and capture drug cartel shit. Like, did you see that one video where they jumped on that sub? <clears throat> oh yeah, that, shit was that was tight. fucking dope. Yeah, the Coast Guard does some real shit. All right, they're was, like a legitimate naval force. I was watching this. Uh, I'm watching this thing. I was doing research when we were doing that uh, Stargate campaign. That was yeah, yeah, D and D. Yeah, trying to make what's his name's character the sniper. Yeah, yeah. So I was talking about. I was looking up like what branches produces the best snipers. Yeah. And it said, like, a lot of the best snipers come from the Coast Guard. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of what they got to do. Um, at least at the time of my research. <laughs> okay. The Coast Guard, the U.S. Coast Guard, is the 12th largest naval force on the planet. Okay. What the fuck does that tell you right there? I mean, Jesus Christ. It's the 12th largest. And that's our guard. That that just guards our coast. Well, no, they also and they also go out and do shit too. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to because they're out there in in the Middle East right now. They're doing shit. There's yeah. there's Coast Guard ships that are out there. So, which is crazy to think about. But I think it's fucking trippy. Like if you look at what their main their main ship is the cutters. Uh huh. Yeah. Those, ship, those fucking ships can't capsize. Yeah, that's they, crazy. They fucking flip back over automatically. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. Yeah. Fucking ingenuity that we have, man. Yeah, man. 
that fucking military industrial complex for the win, man. Again, like, especially out in Alaska, dude. Coast Guard is fucking huge out there. Oh, yeah. Like, they're the ones doing all the fish and rescues and shit. Yeah, true that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you ever watched that show. It was about it was about the rescue forces and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, like, they were literally showing this one video. They were doing... Because most of... For some reason, everybody wants to fall off the ship at night. <laughs> so always their operations are always at night. Yeah. And so they're showing like how it looks like for them with their night vision. Uh-huh. And in the middle of a fucking storm, they're in a fucking helicopter and they can't see more than five feet outside the fucking thing. That's crazy. That's fucking ridiculous. And again, so they can go rescue people. Yeah, true. And uh, when I was looking this shit up, I, I was looking at these interesting stories because of uh, because apparently the PJs are fucking well loved across the entire, all branches. Oh yeah. Because again, I mean that makes they're, sense. They're the ones that are out there rescuing. Yeah. People. So, what was it? It takes years to get accepted mm-hmm. into to be considered a PJ to mm-hmm. be considered for the training. What yeah. are the what are the requirements? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, there's a certain level of education you have to have. Uh. Uh, shit, like your mile, like I think your miles, their their physical recommendations or recommendation requirements are worse than the Marine Corps, or better than the Marine Corps. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of shit like that, and then you got you have to pass an aptitude test too, because you have to be able to basically become a doctor, and um, what you would call it. So, not only is it hard to get into that, it has the highest attrition rate of any special forces. Mm-hmm. That's even including the fucking SEALs. Yeah. But I don't think it's fair in that sense because on average, 10 guys get selected for Superman school, which is what the PJ, what PJ school is called. Mm-hmm. And there's a shit ton of people that get accepted into Bud school. Oh, yeah. And they run multiple classes a year, too. Yeah. Like, so it's not a fair comparison, but... Yeah, I guess that's true. So I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But let's just say 10 guys get accepted. The attrition rate is 90%. So one of those guys makes it. One out of ten will make will make it to be a PJ. Damn. Yeah. And I thought that was a funny thing too that they call it Superman School. That's crazy. And uh, what you call it? But the one I saw was about this. Um, they were at this military base. This, mm-hmm. um, I think it was in Georgia or some shit. It was uh, where they do training. It was mm-hmm. a boot camp. And uh, they had these blue footprints on the pavement. Yeah. And. They never explained what it's there for. The guy was talking about it because he was uh he was there for training for whatever. And he was saying that you know how drill instructors are. Yeah. Yelling in your face, all this shit. And, and yeah. so he just straight up asked him like during um formation, whatever, asking like, Sir, what is like what is the meaning of the blue footprints? And he says, Well, literally every single one of the drill instructors just said that he said that all their eyes softened and they started talking yeah it's like saying like you can hear the reverence they had in, in this shit and they're saying that those are the footprints of every pj that has fallen trying to save an, an army an army so, uh, soldier yeah from the field so it's like hundreds of footprints yeah and he says the reason why we painted those why we honored them with footprints is because you walk the same path with them but when you're in trouble you hope to god that those are the footprints coming towards you yeah I'm like, fuck, that's fucking cool. That is pretty cool. Damn. So again, like, it's just my whole thing. Like, I find it funny that everybody makes fun of the Air Force, but they're the ones, uh, uh, they're the ones that, like, like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, I think that, I think what you're trying to say is that they're the reason why we are feared. Yeah. Mainly. Whether it be our Air Force, or the actual planes, right. the bombing, or the fact that we're keeping the Special Forces operating. Well, that and, and, Really, the Air Force is Where? the yeah, logistical. Yeah, I know. It's the Air Force is the logistical powerhouse of the military. The Navy. Well, all right. But what I'm saying is, is the reason we can get shit to places and, and invade any country within 48 fucking hours or whatever it is, is because of the Air Force. Mm-hmm. It's easy to have guys on standby or have guys ready and you could call up dudes and get everybody in in 48 hours and over there. That's that's easy to do. Moving them over there. Not so much, which that's where the Air Force comes in. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, I think they get a lot of shit that they probably shouldn't, that they don't deserve. But again, at the end of the day, I think it's like, it's not like, I really, the Marines saying, I really fucking hate the Air Force. It's more like, 
These motherfuckers get to eat lobster and I'm over here eating fucking out of a bag. I mean, that's true. That's why they get shit. Yeah. But again, because their budget's higher, so they get to but have I, nice no, shit. I don't, th- I don't think it's a fucking like actual hate thing. I think it's more of a... It's a jealousy thing? No, I think it's more like a sibling rivalry kind of thing. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, like New Zealand and Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Australia's obviously the better one. I don't know why, but that just reminded me again of the episode of The Simpsons. It goes, brothers and sisters have always been mortal enemies. Like the, like the Scots and the Irish, and the Scots and the British, and the Scottish and the Scottish. <laughs> Damn, Scots, they ruined Scotland. <laughs> That's good. Look, wow, you Scots sure have a, a flavored history. Them's farting word Skinner. <laughs> oh, again, that's Scotland, Scotland's like, uh, there are, there, aren't they the ones above England, the United Kingdom, I mean? Uh, yeah, I think they're to the north of them. Yeah, so they're, they're uh, England's psychotic cat to our psychotic cat being fucking Be Canada. Canada. Yeah. That's fucking a, war crimes. Yeah. That's true. It's funny you mentioned about war crimes, Frank, because that actually is a nice segue into the next topic I had. If you were, if oh, you were I think done. that's all the time we got today. So. Oh, this son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Uh, anyway. No, did you have more about this or? No, I just, I, my whole point of this thing was saying like, it's funny because I, I think the reason that the whole. Go on whole air force is doing this yeah because the marine corps started doing more badass commercials now too mm. i think the real i think this is the sign of the time saying hey uh we need less faint painted fingernails and more actual you know warriors well yeah remember that's why i said uh that they they were saying online how the fucking oh man there's white males it's all white males in the fucking uh a marine corps and army new commercial like that's it we're it's world war three we're going to war well it's like nico ortiz was saying in his reaction video like <clears throat> When they were when he was seeing that the Air Force showing commercials of them actually fucking killing people, like, yeah, going, ah, going crazy. But goes, the Air Force is showing people getting smoked, and here the Army is talking about fucking genders. Yeah, that's, that's what their ads were talking about. I'm like, I get what he, I get where his anger is coming from, but I'm like, I, mean, like, I think uh, what's his name, habitual line crosser said it best. Uh-huh. Painted fingernails can still hold the grip of a fucking S22. I mean, that's true. That don't it don't really matter much at the end of the day as long as you can pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. But, <clears throat> anyways, I did kind of want to talk about war crimes today, or like at least the Geneva Convention, I guess. You mean well, in general? For us, it's just the Geneva Convention. Well, really, in the research that I did on this, it's literally just the Geneva words. They mean nothing. Like it's just it's just words on paper. Well, these, technically, isn't it supposed to work where if you commit a war crime, like Putin's being indicted right now, mm-hmm. aren't you supposed to be like tried at the Hague? Okay, yeah, yeah. So this this is there are there's two kind of general um enforcement arms or enforcement mechanisms for the fucking war crimes thing for the Geneva Convention. One of them, the primary one being the United Nations Security Council. Okay, right? <laughs> They're like the number one thing. Well, there's five main what are they permanent members or whatever of that? And five superpowers. Yeah, it's it's well, it's five. There's five main members. Well, they were back then. They were called. Yeah, it's the U.S., France, Britain, China, and Russia. Okay, now all five of them have what's called veto power, Mm -hmm. which means any singular one of those can any any action that wants to take place, any one of them can just say, "Oh, I veto it," and then the action dies. Nothing can happen. So, if for example, let's say, um, you know, in in the Ukraine, right? Or let's just make up another, let's say somewhere else, let's say somewhere in the world that, it, let's use Africa as an example. Let's say there's some kind of civil war going on in a country. What, that, what, what was that one place where France was about to fuck shit up? Oh, um, God damn it. I can't remember the name of that country. But whatever. Let's just, let's just say it's in fucking Nigeria. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's say they're having some weird civil war there and there's like warlords and there's all kinds of war crimes being committed and whatnot. The UN Security Council would be the ones responsible for going and 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 enforcing that, right? And the way by which they enforce that is is through threat of violence, right? That's why everybody, any 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 law that you want to make is only as effective as your willingness and ability to enforce that law with violence. That's the only way it makes it effective. That's the only way a law works. So you've got these lists of war crimes, right? You have this country, let's say, committing some some people in the country committing these war crimes. So then the, the council gets together and says, hey, guys, we really need to do something about this. 
But let's say one of those guys has, a, you know, a mining operation going on in there and they really need this civil war to continue. So they nobody nobody raises questions and asks things about, oh, why are you guys in there mining and stealing, raping and pillaging the land or whatever? So then that member says, hey, you know what? Uh, I veto us going in there and doing anything. And that's it. The action dies. So now war crimes can't be enforced because of that. Now, the. The other problem with that is, let's say they do decide to go in there, right? They're going to go in with the U.N. quote unquote peacekeeping force. Who is the member of the U.N. peacekeeping force? It's all those countries, right? So even if it's a country that let's say they didn't use their veto power, but then they're going to go in and do something about it. Well, then all those countries are not loyal to the U.N. They're loyal to their countries first and foremost, right? So you've got an amalgamation of people that are not loyal to the organization that they're representing. That's not their first loyalty. So any actions that are told to them that they're not, if, if it's against their country's interests, obviously they're not going to be following that. So you have another problem there. Then there's another uh, agency. It's like the red, it's like this thing at the red cross. I don't remember what it was called. Exactly. I thought I wrote it down. Um, but it's way. what, by the way, New yeah. wallpapers. what, Oh, that's a sweet F-22 right there. Um, so basically, it was something to do with the Red Cross, and they don't have a military. What? Oh, sorry. Just the, was Starship remember an F-22? Yeah, in the first in the Transformers movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. No, but in the cartoons. Well, no, because the cartoons, he didn't exist no, no, as an no, F-22. Newer ones. newer ones. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. I have this image of him as a cartoon character, but whatever. Oh, maybe he was. I don't know. Cartoon. Anyway, so... Essentially, you've got these laws that are essentially what? The bathroom door. I don't know. You were the last one over there. You were. Well, I close it behind me every single time, so there's no there's no way if if the door was open, I didn't. Well, it's definitely not true. I peed during the anime when you peed in the Burger King. I don't know. Well, either way, he's he's down there fucking around. Probably trying to get that cat outside. Who who knows? He's an idiot. Fucking dogs. Anyways, um, who is it? Is it well, Rex? I mean Cooper. Oh well, he's he's an idiot. So, anyways, <laughs> um, that's what I was saying. Uh, the I like how you say idiot. He comes. Yeah, well, that's he knows his name. The main function of like war crimes. Oh, they were fighting. <laughs> oh, they were upstairs. They weren't even down there. Yeah. So the main deal of why they created this whole Geneva Convention was after World War II, right? And so they decided and got together and said, hey, man, there were some pretty fucked up things that happened during this World War, so, like, uh, let's all decide that we aren't going to do this again. Let's let's just decide that we're going to put a stop to this. So that's kind of where it was created, but it's been so long since that shit happened that none of the people who were part of creating it are alive anymore Mm -hmm. to begin with. So... If you get into a situation today where you have things happening in countries that are maybe war crimes or violations of these Geneva Conventions, you really can't go in and enforce it because no one, because who's going to be willing to do that? Because obviously the UN, it's not going to happen through the UN, right? So, and every country has the ability to enforce the war crimes on their own if they want to. It's it's in... uh, uh fuck Switz- is it switzerland or is it the nuremberg no that's nuremberg, nuremberg right? that was when they what that was referring to the hague the hague isn't that in switzerland i don't know google it good question so we can at least sound somewhat smart but anyways I, if you had if you had a country that wants to go in and enforce a war crime statute they can do that themselves but they have to be willing to commit or threat at least committing an act of violence against that country to stop it. And then they would have to go in and physically intervene. And if you have one of those countries go in and physically intervene, then you have the countries of al- the allied countries to the one that's committing the war crimes. Then they get involved and say, well, wait, we're not going to let you just come in here. And this is how you get fucking World War Three. I feel like this is this is like how it happens or this is how a major event like that takes place. So. <clears throat> um, I had come up with with an with an analogy. Uh, oh, dude, most of the people that have been tried at the Hague uh-huh. have been African dictators or Islamic dictators. Yeah, but who and, and who fucking brought them there? Fucking, you know, someone who the, had to go one in of them was Gaddafi. So I don't think that was an actual trial. Well, probably not. But one of the things that I'm saying is is 
the only way that that these war crimes are effective, the laws are effective, is based on your ability to to threaten, to commit violence, to enforce them. And that's how I'm not an expert, obviously, on this kind of stuff. But what I think I do have some level of expertise in is is talking about laws and the enforcement of them. And basically, that's the only reason that so the police work. The latest one was in 2012, uh-huh. and she was turned in by uh, apparently uh, the what they called. Mm. Ivorian forces, whatever, who were loyal to some other branch of the military, mm. so they arrested her and turned it over to the. Yeah. So. So. But. The. Anyways, what I'm saying is the only reason, like the police in general, work. Right. Mm-hmm. We have all these laws here in America. Well, the only reason that the police are effective and the laws are effective is because the police are willing to commit acts of violence to enforce those laws. Mm-hmm. That's why people stay in line because they are in fear of yes, potentially going to jail, but. How does that happen? How do you go to jail? The the police have to make you go. They have to come and get you. They have to commit an act of violence, whether it being right, whether it being a small act by just grabbing you and putting you in handcuffs. Okay. But on the international level with these war crimes laws, I don't think you really have a lot of countries that have a, the capability or B the ability or I'm sorry, the capability or the uh, will to go in and, and enforce those laws. So it just kind of makes them pointless. And yeah, they're kind of just there for show is what it seems like. Yeah, it's a good idea. Oh man, we shouldn't do fucked up things. We shouldn't kill prisoners. We shouldn't fucking, you know, uh, just fucking torture people. Yeah, we shouldn't do those things. But when it comes down to, you know, real warfare, I don't think anybody's really going to end up following those. If it comes down to like World War Three type shit, or another world war, I really think all that shit's just going to be fucking yeah, around. a governing party to enforce it. No one's going to listen to it. Well, I don't think anyone really is, is listening to it current. And I think we're starting to see that in modern times where these quote unquote laws are sort of being disregarded and they're just kind of being put to the side because, well, no one's who's going to come in and fuck with us. Nobody. So yeah, we're just going to do what we want. And we're going to get the job done no matter the cost or no matter what the method to that happens to be. So I kind of come up with an analogy for people that maybe don't understand or maybe make it a little better of how this this works. And so the the way I kind of came up with it was, let's just say there's five cities. You got city A, B, C, and A, B, C, D, and E. And these five cities get together and say, all right, guys, we need to come up with some rules. We need to come up with some rules. Let's let's make these general list of rules. All right, cool. We're going to do that. They make these rules. Then one fucking city A says, hey, you know what? We don't like fucking green cars. Green cars are no longer allowed within our city. City B says, hey, you can't tell green cars they're not allowed to be here. Green car, we, we primarily own and make green cars in our city, so you can't fucking discriminate against our cars. Hey, we want to uh, commit an action where we can go and say, hey, you're breaking the rules and you need to be respectful of people with green cars. Well, City A says, I veto that action, so no one can come in and do anything. The, the, the group itself isn't going to come get me. So then City B says, well, fuck, this is bullshit. We're going to go in and fucking get you anyways. So they go in and fight. Well, yeah, they're all technically came up with these rules, but then uh, let's say City C and D are on City B's side, so they join up, but City E is like, hey, man, we're over here with City A. You guys can go fuck yourselves. Now this is how you get a fucking major fucking blow up happening. Now everybody's involved. So it's kind of like, again, if you're not going to fucking enforce the laws, then why even bother? Why did we even bother doing this? Yes, sure. At the time, it was a great idea. It was the, the softies at the end of World War II that said, oh, you guys, we can... We, World War One. No, it was World War II was when the, the war crimes thing was like invented, really. It was the at the end of, no, the Geneva Convention was, I think, at the end of World War II. Well, with the United Nations... Oh, wait, maybe I'm thinking of the United Nations forming. Yeah, the I think was the mustard gas and all that shit. I don't even think that was even... Was that even... Uh, Geneva Conventions. When did they... 1864. Yeah, then they were negotiated in the aftermath of the Second World War. 1864, though. No, look, it literally says the Geneva Conventions on Wikipedia... The original Geneva Convention... Uh, what does it say? It says the protection of medical services... Okay, here we go. The Geneva Conventions are international humanitarian laws consisting of four treaties, blah, 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 blah. 
The singular term Geneva Convention usually denotes the agreements of 1949 negotiated in the aftermath of the Second World War, which updated the terms of the two 1929 treaties and added two conventions. So the original one was, yeah, maybe in the 1800s. But what we kind of have as the modern Geneva Convention was was, was put together after World War II. So... I think that. Sorry, I gotta listen. What was it? What is it? Sorry. Oh man, it's breaking the sound barrier. Yeah. Was it just hit the afterburners? Damn. Just imagine the timing you would have to do to be flying that jet to make it so that you broke the sound barrier right as you were crossing by the bridge of the ship. I said, just imagine how, like, you, the timing you would have to have to be able to be... No, I don't think it's timing. I think, like, because I was the F-15, so it has, you know, that's one of our fastest jets. Well, yeah, yeah, but... So I think once you hit the afterburners, it's, I think the sound barrier breaks, like, right away. I think you're able to break the sound No, because you right. have to actually hit the speed... You have to like, you have yeah, to no, no, get no. to supposed, the speed, so it's not instant. Reach, no, no, you're supposed to reach a certain speed before you hit afterburners, because if you hit afterburners right off the deck, it's not gonna, um, because the engines have to go from normal, um, conv- normal convention into uh-huh. afterburners. Well, that plane was already in the air though. Yeah, that wasn't just say, coming it was off the. Flying at top, it was probably already pushing what the normal engines could do, and then it switched into afterburners to go to break the sound barrier. Yeah, but I don't think it's instant like that. I think that there's. I think that you have to you would have to time it. You'd have to be like, okay, I know how fast I'm going right now. If I hit the afterburners now, this is how many seconds it's going to take for me to hit the break the sound barrier to have that happen right across from the bridge or right in front of the bridge. I don't know. All right, so problem with the Geneva. Oh, anyways, also, whenever we gonna get to the war crimes, when are we gonna get to some of the actual acts that are considered? Well, that's our that's our TikTok agree- that we're gonna start. The actual the war crimes are free. Well, the actual egregious acts that people have committed. Well, we're not gonna list off war crimes right now. Well, I mean, part of well, I I was I was talking because I didn't want to get into this Israel and Palestine thing because that's what everybody's flinging. That's the now the current thing where everybody's flinging accusations of war crimes or whatever. Um, but some of the war crimes being, you can't, you literally are banned from fucking attacking medical personnel. Like if you what about journalists, I honestly don't know if that's in there. I don't think I don't think that was really a thing back then in 1949 where people were in, you know. Yeah, the photographers and all that shit back in the military. They actually yeah, they were in the members of the military, so I feel like they were free game. Like, you ever seen Full Metal Jacket? That's what that guy did, yeah. yeah that's what Joker's job was. So, uh, there's that. Obviously, it's it's generally it's the treatment of prisoners of war. That's one of the things that they really added after World War II was, hey, you can't just fucking kill these guys and you can't just starve them. You got to fucking feed them. You got to fucking, you know, house them. You got to walk them three times a day. Yeah, basically, you have to give them yard time. And, you know, you can keep them in jail, but it says before and it doesn't even say you can't just kill them. It says before you kill them, you have to give them a fair trial. Now, what people would define as fair is, you know, up for debate. But yeah, okay, you have to give them a trial. You have to, you know, and and like we had said earlier, it was like, oh, did they just go, oh, fuck. Well, now we can't just kill people anymore. We got to go. We got to give them a trial. Oh, fuck. Well, I guess we got to keep them, you know. That's just murdering with extra steps. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is, is, is it's just fucking it's just killing the enemy with extra fucking steps involved. And it's also also the thing about, okay, if if an enemy combatant surrenders, you can't just kill them. You have to take them prisoner. You know, that's that's the type of things that the Geneva Conventions highlighted. And also no killing of civilians or intentional killing of civilians, that sort of thing. You know, I do think that I'm sure fucking mustard gas and like chemical weaponry was included in that for sure, because that obviously was was fucked. We give the Germans so much shit for doing mustard gas and all that shit during World War One. Yeah, and then we're like, we're dropping napalm in Vietnam and shit. And we're like, what are you talking about? We didn't do anything wrong. Fuck, man, napalm, Agent Orange too. Like, oh, fuck yeah, Agent Orange. Literally a chemical that kills plant matter instantly, insta deaths it. What does that do to people, man? What the fuck does that do to people? 
fuck. So there's a line in Rambo. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, so and so got killed in fucking Vietnam. Didn't even know it. The and he, I think he, he alludes to Agent Orange. In the yeah. Line as well, I I fucked up the line, but that's basically what he says. He got himself killed, getting getting uh, Agent Orange, getting Agent Orange on his body or something in some way. And yeah. Dying so many years afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, because once you get it on you, it's it. You're going to die eventually of it. Like, that's going to be what kills you. You're going to get some kind of weird cancer from it or whatever, because that's a caustic chemical that fucking it literally destroys organic plant matter on contact and just melts it like, yeah, just disappears. So it's crazy. And then also, yeah, napalm. (laughs) That's also fucked. Effective. Oh, the white phosphorus. Yeah, that's the other thing. The white phosphorus, man, once it gets on you, it just burns until there's nothing left to burn. So. They were hit, um, for our video game friends. Uh-huh. There's a game called Spec Ops Online. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good game, game franchise. And, um, there's a scene where they call, they captured their, they find the enemy base, so they call in a white phosphorus strike. Yeah. And it's just one of those scenes where, like, I can describe it to death, but it's just not gonna. It's not the same unless you experience it. Yeah. And basically, they go in after the bomb hits, and like you just see charred corpses everywhere. Like, like literally, there's, there's skeletons, no clothes, just skeletons. Just Damn, like, that's all that's left. Yeah. What's white phosphorus? Uh, it's like a, a chemical reaction that. When it explodes, it it like sprays down. It like it looks like it looks like you know fireworks. It looks explode. like yeah, it looks like fireworks. But it's it's these like chemical burning things that once they touch your skin, it like it just burns and like you have to basically cut it off. Or, like, or if you're lucky, you can get on your arms and let it burn through. Yeah, because it won't spread on you. Yeah, it'll just burn through whatever. But there's so much of it but that you can't knock it off. So once it touches you. It's like napalm, where if you if you try to put it out, you're actually gonna make things worse. Yeah, but it's it's been bad. I think we don't use it anymore. Oh, we're not supposed to use it, but but anyway, in this game, like you just see corpses, and then that's when they realize that they were tricked, and it wasn't a it wasn't the enemy base; it was a refugee camp. Oh yeah, that's fucked. I don't know. It's just the way everybody reacted. It's just, it was a good scene. It yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just not a joke. Yeah. So, anyways, but war crimes in general. And also not a joke. Yeah, they're not a joke, and except for when we make. Yeah, that's true. Except when we make jokes about them. But what's what sucks about the whole thing is, like I said, no one is going to really enforce it because the ultimate enforcement of that is through violence. And if a major world power commits (laughs) war crimes, it's gonna take another major world power. To impose their will upon them. What's going on with Russia and Ukraine? To enforce it. Yeah, Russia's committing war crimes, but who is going to stop them? No one. No one's going to stop them because if anybody that's on the other side goes in to stop them for war crimes, all their buddies are going to get involved. And that's how, again, that's how, like I said, that's how you devolve into, into a major world conflict is the threat of that major world conflict happening is enough to let everybody just mind their fucking business and just shut their mouths. And that's fucked up because that's not how it should go. It should go, hey, you guys fucked up and you committed war crimes, you need to be held accountable. All your buddies should be like, hey man, yeah, you fucked up. We're, you're on your own, son. That's what it should be, but it's not. And it will never be that way. It'll always be, it's like... Well, look at, Again, look at what Putin. That's yeah. Why he has, that's why he doesn't leave Russia. And if he does leave Russia... Someone will fucking try to arrest him. It's a, no, it's a na- he goes to a nation that won't extradite him. Right, yeah. That won't grab him and, and snatch him up. Yeah. That's because... He, that's, that's why he couldn't go to the BRICS, the, world, the first BRICS meeting because it was in India and he was, he was going to get arrested if he got there. Yeah. So, I think that... Isn't that funny? What? He, he created the thing. He couldn't go to it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's still in it. They obviously didn't think he was fucking bad enough to fucking not invite him to the club, so... Well, he was a found, Russia's founding member, wasn't he? Yeah, so so is India. Yeah, but India has to play nice with the uh, U.S. Well, they now. don't, 
they don't. If you join BRICS, you're clearly going against the U.S. That's the whole point of BRICS, as we talked about, is is to take the the American hegemony down. That's that's the whole fucking point of it. So if you are joining BRICS, you are the enemy. That's just the bottom line, in my opinion, at least. And you're also probably committing war crimes to to bring it back to war crimes. So you can go fuck yourself. Oh no, we're we're not saints either. And that's the other thing. If we commit war crimes, who's gonna stop us? Yeah, that fucking that Simpsons thing. Just try and stop us. It ain't gonna happen. No one's gonna do anything about it. Yeah, they'll bitch and they'll moan and they'll say shit. They'll take us to the world court. Yeah, they'll take us to the world court. We'll tell them to fuck off. You guys wanna you guys want us to shut down the fucking waterways of the world? That's cool. We'll do that. We'll we'll take we'll blockade your fucking nation. Good fucking luck. Your fucking shitty ass navies. Ain't gonna do shit. Our Coast Guard will fucking take you out. So, oh, the habitual line crosser. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have the navy, the navy, the world's largest navy in China. Like, no, 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 no. I have the large. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't count every canoe as part of my fucking navy. Because look at it by tonnage. Your tonnage, the the Chinese navy's tonnage is three hundred. Uh, sorry, eight hundred something thousand pounds. Tons or whatever. Tons. Yeah. And the U.S. is three point nine million. Yeah. Tonnage of fucking. Uh, Freedom spreaders. Yeah, I mean, technically, yes, the Chinese Navy has a significantly large number of vessels than we do. However, we've got 11 aircraft carriers, so that's all you fucking need to know. Mm-hmm. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. So, anyways. Was it? Somebody did a little TikTok where it's like, it's, um, every time somebody else joins BRICS, mm-hmm. BRICS, it goes, uh, let's say Saudi Arabia. It shows the B two stealth bomber flying through the city. He goes, <laughs> uh, he goes um, Saudi Arabia is about to find out why we why we don't have free healthcare. Yeah, that's the that's the thing I've been seeing. Is like, oh yeah, they're all about to find out why the U S does not have free healthcare. That's a good one. That's a good line. Oh, what, the, what does the Saudi system say? We ha- we don't have free healthcare, but we have free unhealthcare. Yeah, the un unhealthcare system. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyways, uh, we've we've just really passed an hour, so I mean, did you guys have anything else to talk about? No, you. Freedom factions for life. Freedom what? Freedom factions for life. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm down. I'm down for that. Freedom factions. I hope the CP podcast doesn't turn into U.S. propaganda. That's what, That's, what do you mean? That was the whole point of how it started. Was just fucking. It was it was all supposed to be pro military industrial complex and how great the America is, and then it sort of turned into current events and news which was still cool but we've been covering so much of that lately i wanted to you know step back and talk about something different so i think we achieved that with this episode so congratulations to us anyways uh if you listened this far thank you for your patronage of listening your listenership if you haven't already i do you the fucking favor of not plugging this at the beginning i give you the fucking okay. content Time up front. No, no, hold on. I give you the content up front. Stop, stop. I give you the content up front. Okay. I give it to you so that you don't have to hear us, bitch. You don't have to hear any ads. You don't have to hear no bullshit. And that's fine. You could turn it off as soon as this fucking ends because the podcast is over as, as soon as I start going into this, obviously. But yeah, I don't know. Or is it? No, I'm not like that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that to you and trick you into listening to the, to the fucking thing at the end saying, hey, you should fucking go to our Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine and follow us for more episodes of all of our other podcasts or at Game Rage Mag on X Twitter or go to our website, GameRageMagazine.com where you can listen to our multitude of podcasts on multiple subjects, not just, you know, current current events and, and pro-America stuff. Although we are generally pro-America and everything, but Absolutely. that's because we're Americans and we're number one. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but also close second, Belgium, definitely close second. Fucking uh, the Irish also coming up, uh, you know. Belgium better watch out. Nah, Belgium's got a good, huge lead on fucking Ireland. I don't know why it was. I, was, I mean, I do know why. Was it um, when they were talking about the warships? Uh-huh. Uh, the two biggest warships ever, the two biggest battleships ever made being the yeah. Yamato and the Bismarck. Mm-hmm. And they were both during World War II. Yeah. Who sank the Yamato? The USA. Yeah. Who sank the Bismarck? The USD, Britain. True. Like USA and USD. 
USA and USB. That's like that Jose and Jose B fucking yeah. joke. All right. Um. Anyways, also, I just wanted to say that uh, what's funny is uh, we have a, a very large contingent in America of listeners that are out of Ashburn, Virginia. And I am fucking convinced that they're all they all work for the CIA. <laughs> like, I am no joke. It's literally right next to Washington fucking D.C. It's literally like one fucking two cities I'm over from Richmond. From Richmond? Yeah. I don't know. Or you mean Langley? Or Langley, sorry. Uh, you know, what? let's look it up right now. What is what did I say? Ashburn, Ashburn, Virginia to Langley, Virginia. Oh man, I missed I missed the end. Whatever. I hope they'll figure it out. Oh dude, it's like fuck. It's a twenty eight minute drive. <laughs> There's no fucking way. It's definitely people in the CIA. So. I would also like to throw out because there it's it's like the largest portion of America that listens to us is in Ashburn, Virginia. So I would just like to point out if there are any uh, people in the CIA or maybe people in the defense industry and uh, you think we're funny, uh, you can hire us for a nominal fee. We'll, we'll come speak at your next fucking event. <laughs> and, and, you know, and we'll talk shit and we'll say how great America is. And hey, if you happen to be, you know, good buddies with somebody at Raytheon and they want somebody to come in and talk about how all their shit is amazing or Lockheed. We'll fucking, we'll do that. We'll come hype all that shit up. Oh yeah, dude. Raytheon is my favorite EV evolution ever. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Definitely. Fucking A. So. And again, and then was it Lockheed? Yeah, Lockheed with the F-22. And Lockheed with the, the scariest thing to ever fly, the scariest, who made the scariest thing in the air since the Cretaceous area. Yeah, basically. So this is the Cretaceous area. Yeah. Area. So we are we are down. We are down to shill for the military industrial complex. So please. Please. We could we need the money. <laughs> this shit's expensive. So yeah. Uh thanks for listening. And also, if you happen to be in one of those things and you want to come on anonymously for us to talk to, you could we could do that through fucking Skype and we could just change your name, give you a code name. Josh. You know what? This is my laser forehead. Oh, shit. All right. All right. Maybe I should stop uh, talking. That window is looking real weird right now. Anyways. All right. So thanks for listening. And uh, America number one. Belgium definitely number two. was the latest episode of the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe and like on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. We're also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Also our website, www.gameragemagazine.com.